Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Clothes are a better catalyst for reaching your goals than they are a reward. When you feel bad about yourself, when you hate your body, go put on a great outfit. 
Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. When we look at our wardrobe, everyone is so focused on price. How much does something cost? And we have to get away from price and instead focus on value. And price is the relationship between the item and the store, right? That's that's up to them. You got nothing to do with it. Value is the relationship between the item and you. If you've been listening to this show for a while or you're brand new here, welcome. I am so glad to have you. Thank you so much for being here. You mean the world to me. If you could do me an exchange, a big, huge favor, I would so appreciate it. If you could head over and rate and review this podcast, leave us some stars in whatever podcast platform you're listening to now, or head over to Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it super easy for you. But all these ratings and reviews really help our show grow, help us attract more guests, and will just keep us on the air for many years to come. So thank you in advance for doing that. I really appreciate it. Just take an educated ballpark guess. How much money would you say you've spent on clothes that maybe weren't so great over the years? Like clothes that didn't really fit you or didn't really feel like you? Well, I'll just speak for myself. (laughs) A hell of a lot of money for sure that I wish I could get back. So that's the past. Let's look to the future and start thinking about buying clothes and building out your wardrobe from a place of value. Like our fashionista guest, Jennifer Mackey Mary, just shared. I have struggled a lot with buying the right clothes for me, figuring out like what is my style and finding clothes that just make me feel confident and not self-conscious. I've always had this kind of thing with my body, like a real love-hate relationship. And sometimes I look in my wardrobe and (laughs) I'm like, there's nothing I want to wear or nothing that will make me feel good. And then it It just impacts my mind and my mindset and my brain. And I don't know, I just don't have a good day. So I want to fix that. And if you can relate, you're going to love this episode. Jennifer shares everything from her theory on why buying the right pants will save you so much money to her game-changing wardrobe budget formula to why she says no way to clearance racks where clothes go to die. All right, let's start talking. I am really glad you're here today because. I need help. This is a personal episode. <laughs> I need help with my own wardrobe and and styling. And I really think I was thinking about this conversation. I really think that like finding the right clothes that reflect who you are, it's to me like a mindset shift. Huge. And it's it's not just about the clothes. There's there's so much that goes on. There's a lot of layers. We're going to talk about those. And I think it also ties into how I approach talking about money in a way that there needs to be a shift with your money. You need to figure out how to make it work for your lifestyle and your goals. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of complexities, mm-hmm. right, with your relationship with mm-hmm. money. The same with our relationship with clothes and our style and all that that we're going to get into. And I think, you know, anyone can just put on some clothes, but finding your style, that's really a process, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And once you find your style, what happens is you stop wasting money. Right, a lot of the money we waste on our wardrobes comes from the fact that we don't know how we want to look. So you hit that clearance section, which is that's like my my nemesis is the clearance section. You hit that clearance section, you're like, I think I might be a person who wears tool midi skirts, 
and you bring it home and you're like, I am not a person who wears tulle mini skirts. And no matter how much it was, it was wasted money. So once you find your style, it's very easy to say no to things. And then it also gives you permission to say yes to things that are just so you, even if they're a little more expensive, because you know, you know, you're going to wear them, you know, you're going to love them. So yeah, finding your style, that's actually where I have everyone start when they join our membership. You know, we offer like five classes and all this stuff. And they say, start with our course signature style, because unless you know, it it really comes from Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind, right? If you know how you want to look, it's so much easier to get there. What do you think shifts when we find our style? It's like a soundtrack is playing on your day, right? Like, I like you, that. you get dressed and, and the music is playing and you're walking a little taller and you're, you have a little bit more of a strut or a swag and you feel good. You feel like you. I think a lot of women struggle with style because it feels like a costume right? Like you want to push yourself a little, you want to wear something a little bolder and you put it on, you're like, oh no, I feel like I'm playing dress up. It doesn't feel like me. But once you find your style, you can be bold within that style. You can find a pair of shoes that is bold for a classic look. But if you're trying to be bold, if you're classic and you're like, well, to be bold, I have to do boho or super trendy. It just feels like a costume. So I think there's something incredibly I was on a show the, a couple of weeks ago and she said, you give people permission just to be themselves. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. And when you hone in on that, I think, I think finding your style is so much deeper than just the clothes. It helps you like yourself more. It helps you give yourself a little bit of confidence. I wore, I went to my daughter's dance recital last weekend and I wore a neon green. It's actually hanging above me, a neon green t-shirt and these bright blue cerulean pants. I mean, I stood out and I was in a sea of women wearing black pants and a colored top, black pants and a colored top, like the default outfit. Right. And I stood out, but I felt so much like me and I was happy. I stood out. So I just, I think there's something about finding your style that brings that joy into getting dressed. I've been thinking a lot about mornings lately. And this is when we get dressed for most of us. I know there some days it's like 3 p.m., right? But yeah, I was gonna say like morning-ish, right? That's the goal is morning. But let's think about how we start our morning. And you go in your closet, you put on something, even if it's casual, even if it's just shorts and a t-shirt, but they feel like you. All of a sudden, you're starting the day with a better mindset. You're starting the day feeling cute, feeling confident, feeling like you, feeling like you've got your stuff together. It sets the tone for the entire day. I really, I believe clothes are not frivolous at all. And the funny thing is, as a wardrobe stylist, I don't love clothes. I really don't. I think they're fun. I love what clothes do for women. I think they are such a powerful, underrated tool for helping you achieve your goals, helping you like yourself better, helping you express yourself. A pair of pants can do all of that. And that's what gets me excited because I think we're just, it's low hanging fruit to me, right? So many of us are just leaving it on the table, wearing whatever, and not really tapping into who we are, how we want to feel and how we want to go about our entire day. I love what you just said there because I am so interested, intrigued, curious, I don't know what the right word is, about 
authenticity yeah. and and how do we show up in the world and be us and can we actually fully be authentic? I don't know. That's a whole other podcast episode. Right. But this idea that um you know, putting clothes on, finding your style, like finding what makes you feel good is I think a big piece of showing up authentically, whatever that is mm -hmm. for you. And I think about all the times that I didn't embrace that throughout my life. And maybe I wore something that I thought I was supposed to wear or that I thought looked good on someone else. Yeah. So maybe I should wear it too. And then I just didn't feel like me. And I, you know, I was thinking about like my sort of style evolution over the years, and it's definitely been <laughs> an evolution. It's been lots of different things. And how I think right now, today, I feel the most me, mm -hmm. uh, although I still feel like I've got, you know, quite a ways to go with my style and the items that were in my closet, but I have a better grasp on, I think, you, you know, what things to put on, what things to buy that really bring out, you know, the authentic Shauna, if you will. And I don't know, I think it's really interesting because it, what you're saying, like, I don't think we think that that our clothes have that ability to help us be more authentic, but really they do. Oh, absolutely they do. When I was working one-on-one -on -one with clients, I would send them this questionnaire before we worked together. And my favorite question on it was, can you think of a time of an event you went to where you didn't like what you were wearing? What did you wear and how did you feel? And these ended up to be like life milestones, right? Maybe, oh, my sister's bridal yeah, shower, right. uh, you know, my friend's wedding, blah, blah, blah. And I wore something that I, f and I didn't have fun. What? Like by wearing clothes to an event for most people is so stressful. And there was actually a New York Times article that talked about the fact that people don't want to go to events because they don't want to have, they don't want to have to find something to wear. Yes. Yes. And for absolutely. me, my big mission is to help women have that thing in their closet that makes them want to go to the event, right? To get excited about it. So when someone says, oh, do you want to go? Or, you know, so-and-so's baby showers coming, coming up. And instead of going, oh, I got to find something to wear to that. You go, oh, I get to wear that dress that I have or whatever it is. And it, it just completely changes your outlook on these big milestone events. If if not having the right pair of pants is keeping you from living the way you want to live and feeling the way you want to feel, let's fix let's fix the pants. Like this world is a hot mess, right? Like we can all agree. I don't know something just broke. I don't I don't know. Exclamation! Exclamation! Yes. <laughs> Understatement of the year. Something just or, broke. Yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but pants are super fixable. Clothes are super fixable. And I like, I like that in the midst of whatever chaos, because I'm sure everyone li listening to your show is having some sort of chaos right now. You can at least control how you feel and how you look. And yeah, there's a, there's a wedding coming up that um, is a family wedding. And they sent out the invitation or saved the date. And they said, you know, it's going to be formal attire. And of course, you know, the first thought where, you know, we all kind of grumble like, oh, yeah. formal attire, you know, and then there's the conversation about well, what does that actually mean? Oh, Lord. Do we wear this? Do we wear that? Do we wear this? You know, and it's interesting. It's it's a very big wedding. I think there are something like 300 guests or oh, wow. something crazy. I don't even know 300 people, right? but they will be at this wedding. And um, the 
uh, mother of of the groom is actually um, doing the ceremony, and oh, wow. you know she's um, someone who dresses normally, like very casual. She just that's her style. That's what she feels comfortable in. And so you know she's now on this like pursuit, trying to find something that fits in mother of the bride and and formal and in a certain price zone. And yeah. I mean, it just feels like the biggest task yeah. <laughs> ever. And it's just so interesting to me, um, like you're saying, you know, these, these big milestones and rather than, you know, changing the mindset and approaching it with the perspective of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so great. Yeah. Like I'll be able to add, you know, another piece uh, you know, to my wardrobe that really makes me feel good. It will be a good investment or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, but it's interesting that our brain always goes to like, oh my gosh, I can't I don't possibly go to that too thing. hard. I will say for that event, rent the runway. Rent the runway. If you don't have a, a life that you go to a lot of formal stuff, rent the runway. And you get to wear a gown that you could probably not afford in your, you know, regular life. You They'll send you a couple sizes. Like it's the best thing ever. But even like going to dinner. I, I, I had a client who her husband emailed me after we worked together. And he said, I have to thank you for giving me my marriage back. And I was like, what? And they had, they did the baby bunching thing where you have a lot of children in a very short amount of time. God bless those baby people. Bunching. I love that. Yes. <laughs> and they hadn't been on a date in five years and he'd been trying to get her out and she, no, 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 too hard, too hard, too hard. She came home from our shopping trip and she was so excited about her clothes that she said to her husband, let's get a babysitter and go out to dinner. Wow. We fixed the pants. Yeah. We all we did was fix the pants. We bought her a cute outfit. Now she wanted to go out with her husband and they reconnected as people. And I don't think people realize how much their wardrobes hold them back. Yeah, you know, and and kind of thinking about that a little bit further, you know, I don't know how many times I've looked at my closet and said, you know, I have nothing to wear. <laughs> like there's nothing in here to wear. And then it's immediately followed, for me at least, by an urge to go shopping, mm-hmm. to go online shopping. That's kind of my uh, my thing. And buy something new that I probably don't even yeah. need, but I've, I've put myself in the place where I'm like, there's nothing to wear. There's nothing I'm going to look good in. And, you know, I was looking through my closet before our conversation and I think, you know, in reality, I probably wear like maybe 10 to 12 mm-hmm. things out of everything I have. It's maybe like 30%, like a fraction of my closet and the rest just sits there till either I decide to give it away or, you know, it just forever kind of takes up space in my closet. Why do we do this though? Why do we buy so many things and then only wear like this really small piece of our wardrobe. There are a ton of answers to that. I will start with what we've already talked about is you don't know how you want to look. So you go and maybe you see an influencer on Instagram and she looks cute. You're like, I'll buy that. You know, we don't think about how do we want to look and what is realistic for my lifestyle a lot of people when they when they feel like they have nothing to wear they go online and they buy something that is cute and fun and maybe a little out of the box but won't ever get worn because like where are you going right like in <laughs> my life i go nowhere reality know? check reality yes, check right. <laughs> so you can have all these pretty things but if they can't wear them what's the point what's the point uh so not knowing how you want to look not connecting it to your lifestyle. I think another thing is, what do you like to wear? 
I have discovered I hate cardigans. I hate them. They never sit right. I can never find the right layering piece. I'm either too hot or too cold. I have like one that I like, one. So you know what I don't buy? Cardigans. I just don't. I've discovered I love blazers. I've been stocking my wardrobe with blazers the last few seasons. So it's really, it's how do I want to look? What do I like to wear? Where do I go? What is my lifestyle actually like? And I think a lot of people buy aspirationally for this life that they just don't have. They just don't, you know, if you don't go a lot of places, I used to buy a lot of clothes for brunch. I love brunch. I love the concept of brunch where you get to wear kind of dressy up things, you know, I never go to brunch. And when I do, it's with my children, you know, like I, I don't need a wardrobe full of brunch clothes. So I think that that is, that's the first thing, not really understanding how you want to look, where do you go? What do you like to wear? Those are so fundamental to building a wardrobe that is really functional and gets worn. I think the I think the second thing is that closets are very poorly organized. And when you say when you said I stood in front of my closet and I have nothing to wear, my first thought was, well, go clean out your closet. The moment you feel you have nothing to wear is the moment you clean out your closet. The moment that you ha- you know that day where you have to do laundry because you have nothing to wear? That is when you go in your closet and you throw away, you get rid of, you sell all of the things that you kept for someday. Because if there are clothes hanging in your closet that you could wear, but you don't want to, you're you're never going to want to wear them. Never. So having a well-organized, well-edited closet helps you see what you have. And you probably have more gems in there than you know. Everyone does. Everyone has some good stuff, but it's like packed in with weird things and it's under a sweater and you forgot about it, all that. So it's organizing your closet. And then shopping with a plan, shopping with a plan. You can't just, you don't go to the grocery store, wander around, buy one thing, come home and you're like, I'm going to make dinner now. You don't do that. Why? Because it wouldn't work. You just don't go to the grocery store throwing random stuff in your cart and come home and be able to expect to be able to make good, healthy, nutritious, interesting meals every night. That comes from a plan. And it's the same with clothes. And I think a lot of people think that takes the fun out of it. But I think we can think a little bit more broadly. I need more fun tops. Because what happens, I I live a very casual lifestyle. Uh, My wardrobe now it's, it's, I can wear the things I wear everywhere. Right. But when I go somewhere special, I find myself feeling, Oh, like I'd wear that to work. You know, I don't, I, so I know I need that. So I'm not just randomly wandering the mall or searching the internet. I'm looking for those things. So it doesn't have to be as targeted as here's my five things. But even if you think in broad categories of, you know what, I need better casual shoes. I need better, blah, blah, blah broad categories will at least start to put you on a track. And the last thing, the reason people don't have anything to wear is the pants, is the bottoms. 95% of your wardrobe problems are in your pants, as like to, as I like to say. Ooh, Tops are wow. easy, right? I guarantee you when you think you have nothing to wear and you go on the internet, you never buy bottoms. No one does. We buy tops. This is probably a very true statement mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. That is that is really kind of eye-opening. Yeah. Um and, and thinking about the closet this way, is is this the reason or are these the reasons why you say, you know, cleaning out your closet is the first step to mm-hmm. saving money? Yeah. Yeah. And when I was working one-on-one with clients, my my process was 
pants first. We pulled out all the pants, all the bottoms. And I had a client argue with me. She's like, no, I just need tops. I I have so many bottoms. I said, well, let's play this game where I've been dressing people for 20 years and you, you paid me to come help you. And we just do what I say. Let's just try that. And she's like, all right. And we laughed about it. And so we, she had a ton of pants, tons of them. And she didn't want to try any. So we, pulled one out. Oh, you know what? I can't wear those when it's that time of the month because they're a little bit tight. Okay, cool. Oh, I can only wear those with heels because, and I don't really like to wear heels. Okay. I don't have anything to go with those pants. Oh, those are too hot. She had, I don't know, 30 pairs of pants, but she wore three. The problem was in her pants. And when we went shopping, we bought like two tops and lots of bottoms. So it's really that balance. It's that balance of not just stocking your wardrobe with one-off tops, but having a whole plan and stocking up on the bottoms. That will change your wardrobe, totally change your wardrobe and your ability to get dressed. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. 
I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Let's talk also about body image. Mm. This is something I struggle a lot with. This has been my nemesis my whole life. I uh, have a very, I think, interesting body. They're all interesting, right? But I'm very athletically built. And, you know, all I ever wanted to be was just like tall and skinny. And (laughs) that was just not the body I was given, right? I have curves. um, I have athletic arms, athletic thighs. And so clothes to me always just felt, I don't know, it was just, it was a real Mm. sort of nemesis for me. And There were many times, many, many times I would go shopping, and I'm sure somebody listening can relate to this, and I did not want to try anything on because I didn't want to have to stand there and look at the mirrors and look at myself undressed. And, you know, it it, it was just like a mental torture for Mm. me. And I know that that's something that I think female or male or, you know, we can all kind of relate to that in in our own way. How do you get to the place? where you can actually enjoy your wardrobe and you can enjoy whatever size it is, uh, whatever size you are, just get to the place where you're just really excited about what you do have. Oh, girl, I got so much to say on this one. I have so much to say. I'm going to tell you my story in a minute, and it's a lot like yours, but probably 10 times worse because I really have a hard body to dress really bad, really, really tough. But the first thing I want to say is that we have created this weight and wardrobe connection, right? That doesn't actually exist. It's not a thing. It is a thing that exists in our own mind that when I weigh X, when I am size X, whatever it is, then I will buy good clothes. That's not a rule. No one is going to check your, you know, you don't have to step on the scale before they'll let you buy nice jeans. Oh, thank you God. don't. You can just go buy nice jeans. You can't. They just let you. And I encourage it. If you get nothing else out of this episode, I want it to be this. Clothes are a better catalyst for reaching your goals than they are a reward. When you feel bad about yourself, when you hate your body, 
go put on a great outfit. And I used to say to my clients all the time, if you can't love your body, you better love the heck out of your wardrobe because you have to get dressed in the morning. You can't leave naked. You have to put on clothes. They might as well make you happy. And we get stuck in this thing where we're just going to buy the bottom of the barrel crappy clothes to get us through, right? Until I'm tall and skinny. Okay, well, you know what? I maxed out at 5'8". That's the, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going the it's other not, direction yeah, now. not going anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm shrinking. Yeah. I have Norwegian farmer genetics, like that hourglass body. It's never going to happen for me. It's never going to happen for me. So I'm going to stop waiting until I have what I've always wanted to have. But I can love my clothes right now. And I love my clothes. And I've been up and down the scale. And every time I lose enough weight that I that I go down a size, there is actually some grieving that I that the clothes I love don't fit. There's some grieving to that. And I actually think that's a huge hallmark of success. Now, do I go buy other clothes I love? Yeah, yes, I do. But, oh, you know, and I will alter anything I possibly can because I'm going to love my wardrobe no matter what that tag says. I'm going to express my style no matter what that tag says. Now, if you are actively working on changing your body, maybe you don't go all in and buy a huge wardrobe and spend a ton of money, but there is no point in hating your wardrobe until you love yourself. Because I will tell you, as somebody who has been up and down the scale, there is never a moment, there's never a, a clear moment where you feel that, that success, like, oh, now I can do it. Because if you're starting at a 16 and you get to a six, when you get to a six, you're like, oh, look at that fat on my knee. And everybody's like, what? You know, how you treat yourself as a 16 is exactly the same way you're going to treat yourself as a six. And I know this having been a 16 and a six. It is. Wow. So for me, growing up was really, I mean, I like clothes. I think they're fun. I love, I love that about them. But clothes did not love me back because I had a very, very difficult body type to dress. I'm an apple shape. I carry all my weight right through the middle. No butt, great legs, but no hips, no butt. And so when I would look at how clothes worked on my friends, you know, who had like a waist and hips and all that, I thought, well, why doesn't, what's wrong with me? And I would have those moments in a fitting room. And when you go in a fitting room and you take all this stuff in and it doesn't look good, it doesn't, it, it, it's like, oh, this, is, this isn't right for me. This isn't, but there's this moment that it shifts and to I'm not right. It's not about the clothes not being right. It's I'm not right. If only I lost more weight, if only I worked out more. And so I did, I lost weight. I worked out more. I did all the things, but the clothes never fit right. And then my, my career took a very strange turn. And I went from being a corporate trainer in the restaurant industry to working for Chico's, uh, opening stores with them. And the first day they taught every employee how to dress the four basic body shapes. And yeah, I want to, I want to hear about this. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. So I discovered I was an apple, which they call a barrel, which no, I will never, ever, ever call a woman a barrel. I just refuse. (laughs) Apple sounds great. And I don't even (laughs) love apple, but whatever, uh, way better than barrel. And what I discovered is that the pants I was buying were never, ever, ever going to work. If I were a two or a 22, they were never going to work. I needed wider waistband, straighter through the hip. I, like I, the, the pants with the little skinny waistband and the one little button, those were just torture devices for me. 
I learned where my top should hit. I learned all of that stuff. And literally that one day changed my relationship with clothes. And it gave me, it gave me the knowing that it it's, it's not me. It's the pants. It's not me. It's the pants. And there is a right pant for everyone. There's a right jacket for everyone. And you just have to find it. Instead of changing your body to work with the pant, change the pant to work with your body. That's, that's all it is. That's all it is. And it was just, we didn't have mirrors in the fitting rooms and everyone thinks this is the worst thing that could ever happen. But every woman had to come out and look in the big communal mirror to see how she looked. And every woman in those stores, every, every man, every salesperson was trained to dress the body shapes. So we could say, you need a shorter jacket. Let's do a belt. Let's put on a longer neck necklace. We need a wider pant. I mean, what an amazing education. That's the reason that I have the job I have today. But how many times do you go into a fitting room, you know, with a pile of stuff and you just leave empty handed and defeated? And that never happened because we could adjust and we taught women how to dress their body shapes. And it is, it, it was just such an, it was an amazing education. And to see the transformations in women who a lot of women just think, okay, I feel heavy or, you know, I, I don't like this part of my body. I'm just going to cover it up with a lot of fabric and go up a couple of sizes because <laughs> that'll help everything. And what we discovered is, no, we got to open up some necklines and show a little wrist and maybe a little ankle. And, you know, let's actually put you in the proper size because that's important. And it was so transformational, so transformational. So I think, again, going back to my membership path, figuring out, we, we, we say, start with signature style. Then we go to dre- the dress your body shape course. What I want for my women is to walk into a store, hold up a dress and say, okay, there's a line across the the waist. That's not good for me. Oh, I like this neckline. This is the right length. And instead of taking a mountain of stuff in the fitting room, you're taking a few pieces that you've already sort of pre-vetted, just checking for fit. And you're cutting out. I, I don't ever need to try on a mock neck top. I don't. I know exactly what it does for my body and it's not good. It's not. I don't enjoy that. Don't enjoy it. So it, someone must look good. Oh, in a lots mock of neck, people do. It isn't me. Either. If you've got <laughs> if you've got bigger hips and narrower shoulders, girl, you put on that mock neck top. If you have bigger shoulders and no hips, nah, not so much. But it's not me that doesn't look good in that top. It's just that top's not right for me. So give us. Give us a little tease of of what the other three body body types. So are. Chico's worked with the four. Um, there are so many theories on like body shape, right? I have a book that has 16. I have a book that has eight. I've got one that has 12. It's insanity. It's insanity. I am really getting away from teaching women the four body types because no one has ever fit into one. How many women are there on the planet? That's how many body female body shapes there are. Everyone's like, well, I'm kind of this, but sort of that. But the four basic would be like apple, pear, hourglass, and rectangle. We're going to break that down a little bit differently. So apple would be bigger on the top, smaller on the bottom, no waist. Pear is smaller on the bottom, bigger on the top, little bit of a waist. Rectangle, same on top and bottom, no waist. Hourglass, same on top and bottom with a waist. I think that's a much easier way to think about body shapes instead of trying to like, do I look like that fruit? Well, what kind of apple? Am I a Fuji or a Red Delicious? I, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. So I think that learning instead of 
getting away from labels and instead learning strategies is a really, a really important thing. Because when we have labels, we create, we create rules like, um, apples should wear V-necks. Okay. That's a, that's a rule. And now if I go shopping, all I look for is V-necks and that might be easy to understand, but what if it's a season where there's no V-necks or what if all the V-necks are in bad colors for me or I don't like them or whatever. A strategy says your neck stops where something else starts. So if you want to elongate your neck, open up the neckline. Okay. Now when I go shopping, I can look for V-necks. I can look for an open scoop. I can look for a scoop neck. I can look for all these things. And I understand the strategy behind it. And that's really what we teach. If, you know, I always ask my group, like, what's the one thing I say that sticks in your head? And they always say, never put a horizontal line across the widest part of anything. Okay. Unless you want it to look bigger, right? So as an apple, my widest point is my midsection. Don't put a horizontal line there. That means I don't fully tuck my tops. It means that, you know, I, I don't have big stripes running across that area. That's a strategy. And that's what we teach because strategies don't change. There has been a huge shift in trends. What's really happened, what's funny is we came out of COVID where nobody was getting dressed for like two years, right? And all of the styles had shifted. And so if women are, are, are feeling like, why is it so dang hard to get dressed these days? That's why. Because we sort of had like this sleeping beauty fashion moment where we were all just out of it for a while. But what we woke up to was a fashion scene that was totally different. The strategies don't change. The strategies don't change at all. So that's that's really what I want women to learn is how and, and really everyone, how to dress your body shape, what to look for. So you can understand it's not you, it's not you. Body shapes are genetic. They're genetic. Blame your mom. Blame <laughs> blame your great aunt Lois. I don't know, whoever. <laughs> it's not you. So thinking, thinking about our, our, our males listening, how is, how is finding your style different for men? Or is it the same sort of thing? You need, you need a strategy yeah. for it as well, regardless. I think, so I had, I interviewed a, a male stylist on my show, which is a, a fantastic interview. I think it's a lot easier for men because there are fewer choices, right? We're not dealing with eight different types of skirt volume length. Uh, there's just so many more things to get, to get right with women. I think for men, it's a little bit easier, but the fundamentals stay the same. You have to, you have to know how you want to look. You, you, you have to, you know, do you want to look elevated? Do you want to look relaxed? Do you want to look sophisticated? Do you want to look urban? Do you want to look trendy? Starting with those broad categories and then, you know, looking at your wardrobe. Okay. I want to look sophisticated and urban. All right. Is your worn out graphic tee doing that for you? Is that telling the right story? If it's not, you can safely let it go. And then I think for men, fit is for everyone. Fit is king. Fit is absolutely king. Tailor everything you can. Getting clothes off the rack that fit you perfectly, that's kind of a needle in a haystack. It shouldn't even be the expectation, but tailoring things for men is just life-changing, style-changing. Everything looks so much better. Everything looks so much better. What What is like realistically, you know, the amount of money we should 
expect to spend if we're going to, you know, venture into tailoring. Do you have any like guidelines for us? No, it's really difficult because it's when I tailor pants, they can cost more than the pant themselves because I have everything taken in. Usually um, the hips always have to come in. I usually have to narrow the legs a little bit. The length has to be adjusted. I can spend more money tailoring pants than I do on the pant. And I'm fine with that because at the end of the day, I have something that's perfect for me. I tailor old Navy clothes. I think a lot of people have this idea that tailoring is just for investment pieces. But I think if you tailor an old Navy shirt and it's perfect for you, it now becomes an investment piece, which I think is an interesting thing. When we look at, a, when we look at our wardrobe, everyone is so focused on price. How much does something cost? And we have to get away from price and instead focus on value. And price is the relationship between the item and the store, right? That's, that's up to them. You got nothing to do with it. Value is the relationship between the item and you. I have spent a lot of money on things that weren't great, right? I've, and I've bought clearance items that weren't great. They're not a high value, no matter how much they cost. They weren't valuable to my wardrobe. And on the flip side, I've spent, one of my favorite tops was, I found it on clearance, literally $7 at Old Navy. And it was perfect once I tailored it. That was one of the highest value pieces in my wardrobe. And then I have spent, I mean, I spent a lot of money on jeans. Jeans are fundamental to my wardrobe. I don't care how much they cost. If I find a great pair, I'm going to buy them. They're also high value items in my wardrobe. So if we get away from thinking about how much does my wardrobe cost? And instead think about how valuable to me is my wardrobe. So tell me about your, you've got this wardrobe budget formula. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to really dive into this because we're we're talking about cost and value. And I I think this is so important. How do we figure out, you know, where do we splurge? Where do we spend? And where do we save? Yep. This one is super easy. We are going to splurge on underwear and outerwear. Good underwear, especially for women and good foundation pieces, they make everything look better. You want to look like you've been to the gym five times a week and get a better bra, right? You want to to look better in those pants, get better underwear. So we are going to splurge on underwear and outerwear. And we splurge on outerwear, especially if you live in a climate, like I live in Minnesota, I wear coats. Outerwear styles don't change as often. And most people kind of wear the heck out of them. So you want to buy a good one. Now, do I have a few just like fashiony coats that I'll sure, but I've got I've got a parka that I can wear when it's 30 below and it was worth every penny. So we're going to splurge there. Then we're going to spend on the bottom and that is your shoes and your pants and your bottoms because those are wardrobe changing. They're wardrobe changing. Shoes define your style. One thing I notice when I'm out, just people, I love people watching, is that a lot of people think their outfit stops at their ankles, (laughs) right? Right? Yeah. And it's kind of like the women in the 80s wearing their white Reeboks with their suits. And now that was for commuting purposes. I get it. But the concept, I I was watching this group of women and they had really cute outfits on. Then we got to the bottom and they were all wearing just like cheap flip-flops. You lose it on the shoes. So- you have to have good shoes for the way you really live. Now, does that mean you have to wear heels and, you know, no, 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 no. If you live a casual life, you should have good everyday casual shoes. So we're going to spend on those and we're going to spend on the bottoms. Bottoms show quality more than tops do. The fit of bottoms is really important. You can have 
the most fabulous top in the world. But if your jeans are dumpy and saggy and baggy, you look frumpy. So we're going to spend on the bottom and then we're going to save on the top. And I think that this is the exact opposite wardrobe formula, budget formula that most people do. Most people feel like they will splurge on the tops because they make the biggest impact and they do, but also we want to change them more often, right? The trends kind of show in the tops more often. So exactly. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Buy that. Buy, you know, if you're, if you're going to go in the clearance section, you know, one thing I want to say about the clearance section is you do not become a different person in the clearance section. You don't, you are the same you that, that was shopping in the front of the store. Same person. So anyway, most women splurge on the top. They buy whatever bottoms. Bottoms aren't fun to try on. I get it. And they save on the underwear. And this is why you have nothing to wear and you feel frumpy in it. Flip that formula. Yeah. Part part of my money story is I used to go shopping with my mom all the time and she would go directly to the Mm -hmm. clearance racks, to the sales racks. And it wasn't that we couldn't afford you know, I had a very nice upbringing. It wasn't that we couldn't afford something that was full price. That was just for whatever reason, what she did. And then, you know, I just unconsciously carried that through, you know, my, my twenties into my thirties where I would go shopping and I would go straight to the clearance racks. And it would, it took me a long time to figure out like, wow, I'm just sort of mimicking the, the patterns that, that I was taught, you know, for my mom, but it was, it was a really hard kind of mindset shift for me to get over because I thought that maybe I didn't deserve to spend something that was a little higher price. Mm-hmm. Or when I did, I felt really awkward about it. Like it didn't feel like it was something I was supposed to do. And I would imagine for a lot of people listening, they have kind of that same relationship, I guess, with the clearance yeah, tracks. Yeah. The clearance track. I mean, uh, in my money story, m- my family was about the hunt right? And we, uh, shopping was our sport. That's what we did. And we would buy things that weren't great because they were such an amazing deal, right? And I have, we used to go to sample sales and outlet sales and like my mom knew all the great deals. I've seen women fighting over purses, like lining up hours before. It was kind of like, you know, like the Filene's basement running of the brides. Like that was my regular Saturday. That's what we used to do. And we just collected a lot of stuff. None of it was great. But in the process of shopping with hundreds and hundreds of women, what I discovered is that the clearance section doesn't solve wardrobe problems. It causes them. And I look at clothes, although I find a ton of joy in them, I look at clothes as a tool to solve a problem. And the problem is I want, I I don't like how I look going about the day. I don't feel confident. I don't want to speak up in that meeting. I don't want to talk to that cute mom at the park. I don't want to put myself out there. You know what? Your clothes can help you fix that one. I I don't, I hate the idea of women or men standing in front of their closets. I think we've all done this, the the try on pile that you end up with at the end of a morning session. (laughs) And at the end of the day, all you end up with is an okay outfit. And a pile of clothes to put away at the end of the night. (laughs) Another chore. Another chore. Instead of going in your closet, you're like, that fits, that fits. This is amazing. What do I, you know, and having all of that right there, it's a totally different mindset about clothes. But the, the clearance section does not solve wardrobe problems. It causes them. 
You put more things in your closet that you don't have anything to go with. It causes clutter. There are more decisions to be made. We get into the guilt shame spiral about I bought this, I don't wear it. Uh, you know, uh, why do we don't need that? Was it worth it to buy a skirt for fourteen ninety seven? Like what? What did you? What? Why? What did that do for you? Nothing. Nothing. I used to have clients get on me about the fact that I didn't go in the clearance section, and I would say. You have me for a limited amount of time to solve your wardrobe problem. If the perfect black pant will solve that wardrobe problem, that's it. it's worth just buying the dumb black pant, right? Just go buy the pant instead of a weird olive green pattern pant that's 75% off. That doesn't solve anything. It makes life harder. It makes life harder. So you also have to think about what is in the clearance section. What is in the clearance section? All the things Stuff nobody wanted, buy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> ordering for stores at the store level, ordering an inventory, it's not like it used to be right? Where buyers had to guess and they can end up with a lot of stuff left over. That is not the case any, anymore. Everything is automated and digitized and algorithms and all that good stuff. If there's good stuff left in the clearance section, someone's going to lose their job, right? right it's why exactly. you don't get any... Remember when there used to be like amazing deals on Christmas stuff the day after Christmas and that doesn't happen anymore? It really, that doesn't exist. You know why? Because if there was, someone's losing their job. It's, it, this is very yeah, true. Yes. We can't <laughs> shop with the same perspective of 20 years ago, right? Or 30 years ago. And like outlets, outlets aren't outlets anymore. They're just an offshoot store. You're not getting a deal. It's a lesser quality product. So we have to really shop in the modern retail space with a modern retail approach and understand that, that what we used to do isn't what we do now. All right. So we, we've got the memo that what we put on our bodies, the clothes are in a closet. They're more than just clothes. They're more than just things we put mm -hmm. on. They have a, a statement. They help us achieve our goals. They help us feel confident and, and you know, ready to t take on the day and do what we need to do. You know, kind of thinking as we wrap up here, you know, what steps can we all take today to start to make over our wardrobe, our clothes? Is there anything uh, proactive that we can go do right now that will move us in this direction? Heck, yes, there is. The first thing I want you to do is come up with three words that describe how you want to look. How you want to look, not how you want to feel. Comfortable is not a look. If someone comes up to you and says, You look so comfortable, you are wearing sweats or pajamas. Casual is also not a look. That is a level of formality, right? You can wear casual clothes that are classic, trendy, bold, whatever, but come up with three words that describe how you want to look, not feel or function. My words are current, polished, and fun. I need my clothes to look like I know what's going on in the fashionscape. I'm not trendy, but I need to look current. I like to look polished. Everything needs to be in good condition. It needs to fit me well. It's why I'm so dedicated to tailoring. But I also like fun, love a good graphic tee, love a good pattern, love a good bright color. That's how I want to look. So we're just going to start. I call those your style guideposts because then you can go to your closet and you can say, is this floral prairie dress that I bought 
this is, I did not buy that because no way, but is it current polished and fun? Does it hit a, a two or three of those? If it doesn't, it can go. You're never going to wear it ever, ever. So use those three words. Number one, to help you clean out your closet. Number two, to help you get dressed every morning. If you want to boost your style, is my outfit current polished and fun? Okay. No. What can I do? Mm, those pants are looking a little frumpy dumpy. Let's, let's swap out the pant. It's not very fun, Jennifer. Can you add a necklace? What can you do? Looks current? Sure. If it does, you're good. If not, what can you add swap drop? And then you can use it when you're shopping too. And when you're in that clearance section, I want, I want to be on your shoulder. Is it current polished and fun? Is it feminine, trendy, and bold? Whatever your three words are. And your three words don't have to mean anything to anyone else. As long as you can identify it good enough and you cannot use comfortable and casual. Those are my only, those are my only rules. So that's kind of step number one. And then I want you to get into your closet and get real with yourself. Just, you got to get real with yourself. I want you to spend 15 minutes getting rid of everything, you know, you need to get rid of. And I don't believe in this nonsense of turning your hangers around and blah, 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 blah. I want you to ask yourself, have I had occasions to wear this, but I haven't. That someday that wardrobe catastrophe you're preparing for isn't going to happen. There is not a day you want to wear a scratchy sweater. There is not a day you want to wear a dress that makes you feel washed out and frumpy. There is not a day you want to wear pants that are, you know, a little too tight. There's not a day. Just get rid of that stuff. And by getting rid of that stuff, you're going to start to uncover the things you actually like to wear. And because this is a money podcast, I want to, I want to kind of leave my tips on this. I want you to imagine your closet and clear the value of everything, right? Everything now, I don't care how much you spent on it. I don't care. It's everything is valued at zero. When you pull something out of your closet and wear it, it gains value. Nothing has value in your closet. Nothing. It has value when it comes out. That's all. The only thing, the only clothes you have that have value are the ones that come out of your closet and get worn. Everything else is completely valueless. And for most people listening, nothing in your closet will increase in value to anyone else by sitting there longer. You bought a pair of, I don't know, I had a client, she had a lot of Bandolino shoes. Bandolino, I mean, they're just kind of like mid range, right? They're like 50, 60 bucks. But she could not get rid of them. And she's like, I don't know. I just spent so much money on them. Okay, 20 years ago, but they're not worth more now. They're not like an undiscovered Picasso, right? If you have real designer, if you have Chanel and Balenciaga and all that stuff, if you have that in your closet, it will sell for more later down the road. If you have Loft, <laughs> if you have <laughs> Target, if you have most Nordstrom, it's not increasing in value. So get rid of it now. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change in that closet. I was thinking a lot about my three words to describe my wardrobe, and I'm going to go with bright, standout, and boho chic. I don't know why. Those three words just came to me. But what about you? Honestly, I, I just love this conversation because clothes are so much more than just putting on whatever you can grab. They make a statement. And I know when I put on an outfit that I feel good in, I feel think and act differently. So I'm going to take a play from Jennifer's playbook, start thinking about what I buy from this place of value. That and I am honestly making a beeline to the tailor. If you want to connect with Jennifer, you can find her on a website at youreverydayofstyle.com. 
And on the front page, you can download a mini capsule guide. Her podcast is called Everyday Style School. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could do me a favor, if you could head over to the link in the show notes, rate this podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening to now, give us some stars. This is how we keep our show growing and going. So I would really appreciate if you would just take some time and leave a review for this show. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links that I mentioned, and I will see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode.